Did you know the biggest weekend for dating apps is coming up? The first Sunday in January is known as Dating Sunday because that's when we see loads of new people signing up for dating apps to take a shot at finding whatever it is they're looking for in the new year. If that's you, you absolutely don't want to miss out on this discussion I had with a dating app expert. Whether you've deleted and re-downloaded Hinge dozens of times or you're brand new to the apps, this episode is going to give you a head start at meeting someone amazing this year. Welcome to another episode. I'm Talia, your host and dating bestie. On Dating Intentionally, I'm sharing no-nonsense advice for navigating modern dating with confidence and ease, whether you've been on dozens of dates or you're just getting started. I believe dating can be fun, especially when we feel like we're winning on dating apps. I know dating apps are kind of a drag, but there is a way to make them work for you. Today, I'm talking to dating app expert Jenny Deal. Jenny has worked with thousands of single folks across different age ranges through coaching and dating app profile reviews to get them off the apps and onto dates with great matches. I started following Jenny in September 2023, and I absolutely love all the extremely practical dating app tips and tricks she shares on her pages. Her handle on TikTok and Instagram, by the way, is at datingcoachdeal, that's D-I-E-H-L. Jenny is 22, but she is truly wise beyond her years. She's been using dating apps since she was 18 and has tested a ton of different prompts, photo combinations, openers, and pretty much everything under the sun to get higher quality matches. Jenny and I have both have higher than average experience with dating apps, but two of the biggest differences in the way we use dating apps is one, she focuses on getting higher quality incoming matches, and I didn't, and two, she's never paid for the apps despite matching with hundreds of people and going on loads of dates. Jenny is aware that being a 22-year-old woman in Boston has something to do with it, but there is a science to getting all these matches as well, and that is what we got into in this interview. Jenny shares a ton of different ways to improve your profile as you listen to this episode, but make sure you listen to the end where she shares the one thing that will get you tons of incoming likes on Hinge overnight. Let's get into it. Okay, Jenny, I have a really important question to kick off this chat, and that is, what is your answer to this dating prompt? This year, I really want to dot, dot, dot. It's like the end of the year, too. For 2024. Okay. I'm like looking at my bookshelf over right now. And I'm like, this this coming year, I want to finish every book that I start. Oh, that's so badass. I love that goal. 20 pages left in every book. And I'm like, I'm going to finish <laughs> one next year. It's going to be great. I love it. Are you going to finish the books? Do you want to finish the books that you already started or finish new books you start? I want to finish my long, long pile of books that I started the past like six months. And it ranges from like Logan Yuri's How to Not Die Alone, you know, that dating coach education to like meditations by Marcus Aurelius and random beach reads. Like I got Sally Rooney. I got Marcus Aurelius. I got Logan, like Sailor Moon's up in there and we're going to finish them all. I love it. That's great. Okay. So first off, when did you start using dating apps? How long have you been on them? What's going on? I have been using dating apps as long as I've been allowed to, aka since I was 18, which translates to what, four going on five years. Okay, cool. So, and like, have you used dating apps for the last four or five years straight, or did you have relationships in there too? No. So, I've gotten going on four relationships off the dating apps now. So, we got freshman silliness, 
and then two Tinder boyfriends back to back, a Hinge boyfriend, and now just this past month, a Bumble boyfriend. So we got the tri- Trinity. Now. Oh, you're in a relationship now? I just got into one. Love it. Love it. Bumble boyfriend. Here for it. Okay. So I guess, are you still on them for like coaching purposes? Like, are you still kind of using them because you work with clients and stuff? Yeah. I love the pause feature. Oh, right. It's like, you don't get any likes. You don't look at any profiles. You don't talk to anyone, but especially on coaching calls with clients, I can just look up the prompts. Like, let me just open hinge real quick, even though I'm not using it. Yeah. So in the past like year or so, would you say you were like, what were you using them for? before you met Bumble Boyfriend. Bumble Boyfriend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's catchy. It's like, sounds so much better than Hinge Boyfriend. <laughs> I was using them for the in the start of the year for just messing around, mm-hmm. like coming up with prompts, seeing what would happen. And then once I graduated, basically, it was meet someone while traveling over the summer, like, oh, tour guide, restaurant recommendations, and just going on dates to see what happens. Because I started thinking more about the dating part of online dating. Yeah. <laughs> I, I call it field research. I love like, it. What's out there? How do you date when you're not in college anymore? Yeah. I mean, the field research approach is definitely the approach I took too. And I think that's like a much more, it's a it's a low pressure approach, right? You're just experimenting, yeah, yeah. you're seeing what's out there and it's like so much more fun, right? You mentioned a bunch of apps. What are your favorite ones and why? Hinge is hands down my favorite app because I think, okay, what differentiates this app from that app, Hinge from Bumble from Tinder? With Hinge, you get to see who liked you before you make a decision. And that's such a valuable piece of information to know because I don't know if the listeners can relate to this, but sometimes you see someone and you're like, oh, I don't really care. And then you find out that they like you and you're like, wait, I look at you differently now. Maybe I do want to go on a date. And it's so much more intentional dating intentionally because you yeah. have to prompt. Like you can't just say hot or not. You can, but it's weird if you do on Hinge. You have to say, I like this prompt specifically or they like this thing specifically about me. It's not possible to have an incomplete profile. Also, like you're not allowed to just not have six photos. So it's a great. Right. Yeah, I, I love Hinge too for the same reasons. Um, what's your least favorite one? Tinder. Tinder's so Why? weird. Like I loved it five years ago and also during COVID pandemic stuff because it was so simple. You just put some pictures on, there's an anthem. But recently I tried it out two months ago because they've been going hard on marketing recently. And I was like, okay, like what have they changed? And now there's so many options for swiping through certain people. Like let's meet tonight. Let's just chat. And it's decision fatigue because then you're like, what do I even do here? And there's still the stigma of it being a hookup app. So it's like bad intentions, tough mindset going into it. And then trying to use it in the first place is stressful. Yeah. But it does at least have people on it. Right. There's a high volume of people, but there's a lot of cons. I agree. Tinder always felt like a video game to me and it just was, I got bored of it really quickly. It's just like, I don't, it just wasn't rewarding the same way Hinge was. And I mean that in like the sense of like mentally rewarding, which Mm -hmm. is maybe not great. And also just like getting on the dates with quality people. How many apps do you tell your clients to use at once? Like what's the, what's the range? Two, like get on Bumble and Hinge because Bumble with the 24 hour expiry situation to message if you're like i need to go on a date this weekend it's been too long bumble because you have to move quick right right and most people are going to be on at least bumble or hinge 
Right. Those tend to be the like hinge hinder bumble, like the three that everyone's on. Right. All right. It's 2024. What are the main like one to two things someone should focus on if they're trying to get into a relationship this year using the dating apps? Yes. So if you're trying to get into a relationship this year, focus on these two things. One, numbers game. You hear all the time, dating is a numbers game. Just get to the match, get to the chat, get to the first date. Because you don't know anything about anyone until you've been on honestly a few dates with them. So you just got to cycle through. And with that, because they go hand in hand, lower the stakes. I know Talia says it all the time. (laughs) And I'm like, it's so true. Lower the stakes. The only point of a match is to have a little conversation. The only point of a chat is to get on a date. If you lower the stakes by treating dating like a game because it kind of is a game that's why it's fun you'll meet someone like you can't not meet someone that you really get along with when you cycle through if you go on one to two dates every single week for even just this month Mm -hmm. you're gonna meet someone who's cool right i love this attitude it's like it's gonna happen you're going to click with someone it might not be the one it might not be like the relationship that where you get off the apps for good but it's going to be fun. You're going to have a yeah. good time. Yeah. You hope. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, backing up a little bit, because I love this advice, but I, a lot of the people I talk to, like Dating Intentionally listeners, have struggle struggle with just getting matches at all. So what's something everyone listening can do literally on their profile right now, like if they open up Hinge, to increase matches? Make that first photo a vibe check. Ooh. What's a vibe check photo? The first photo... If you think about your own experience on the apps, when you're deciding whether or not to match with someone or to send them a like, you're just looking at that first photo, that first impression of, is this person attractive? Do I think that they're cool? And so that first photo, just go through your camera roll. Even if you can't see your face clearly, but you look like you're having fun, maybe it's a candidate of you like dancing, that should be your first photo. And that will have the biggest impact on your match because it's that first impression. Do you think like if your photo, if your face isn't seen clearly, do you think that maybe, I guess in my mind, it like makes them, and they like your vibe, they want to keep scrolling through your photos, I guess is the idea? Yeah, if you, it's kind of like clickbait marketing, <laughs> where that first photo, that first impression, if you can capture someone's attention to get to the bio of like, oh, where did you go to school if you went to college or right. what's your job? Like, if you can get them to look at your profile long enough to see you as a real person, you're doing better than like at least half the people they're seeing. I love it. I mean, I do see with my clients like a lot of photos where it's like kind of just the headshot and it's like, okay, you can clearly see that they're attractive and they like look normal. But yeah, no, the the vibe is often missing from those types of photos. So if you're listening right now, yeah, go find your vibe photo, (laughs) your vibe check photo and, and slap it on there as your first picture. Let's see what happens. I'm a big believer in testing things out. So like you have nothing to lose, right? By just throwing this up there for a week and seeing what happens. Yeah. Or even just reordering the photos you already have. Right. You don't even need a new photo. I love it. So what are some common mistakes you see on dating app profiles that people should fix right away? This one mistake, it has to do with prompts, like how you're talking about yourself, because dating apps aren't really natural, like texting. That's kind of new. It's twofold. People are always one or the other. I've been both. The mistake that could be a very easy fix is people tend to say either too much, trying to capture you in your entirety like your your family background, childhood trauma, interests, and future goals, and also your love language. That's too much. Like, too much. Or they take the prompts too literally and say, 
my love language is words of affirmation. Like, right. It's marketing. Yes. A marketing campaign is not going over your company's mission statement and also the product, nor is it saying we make soda or like we have (laughs) popcorn. It's capturing the essence of who you are slash who you're looking for. So with hinge prompts, like you asked at the beginning, what's one thing you want to complete by the end of the year? I love an intellectual man. I love a man who reads books. So I'm going to say, I want to finish the books I'm reading. I want to attract very literate people into my circle. So I'm saying that that doesn't capture my like degree or my love for like TikTok. I don't want a TikToker. So just pick what are you looking for and then fit your marketing scheme to the prompts instead of looking at the prompts first and thinking, how do I answer this? It's like, okay, I want someone who travels. Like I know you've talked about, I want someone who travels and I want someone who also reads. Like I want a bookworm on a plane. We're going to swap books. Then you go like window shopping on hinge prompts and say, okay, how can I fit that in? Not vice mm-hmm. versa. When you say window shopping on hinge prompts, you mean like when you're looking through the options hinge has, right? And it's like, how, what prompt would best highlight this thing I'm trying to like use as I say, it's like a magnet, right? It's like yes. attracting the bookworms, attracting the travelers or whoever it is. I agree. Like trying to fit in your whole personality, which is I think a mistake that women commonly make because they just want to like, here's me in all my entirety. And it's like, you can't do it. No one can fit their whole personality in six photos and three prompts. And mystery is so sexy. So keep it. Be mystery. Just a little bit. With your Bumble boyfriend, like, was there anything about his personality that you learned after you went out with him a few times that like was completely missing from his profile? Oh my goodness. His profile, he had, this is a good tip if anyone wants to steal this prompt because it's like an immediate personality check. His bio was a hypothetical, you have to pick a song that plays every time you enter a room. And he was like, mine would be Ice Ice Baby because that'd be funny. So immediately I'm like, this guy's silly. And so I slide in because it's Bumble. You got a message first. I'm like, careless whisper. Because having like a seductive saxophone every time you enter a room would be hilarious. And then you talk about like these hypotheticals. So all you know is, or all I knew is we have compatible sense of humor and we text similarly. Right. And then he was like, you know what? You win the award for best answer. What, what do you want the prize to be? Then boom, you go on a date. I'm like, I want a cake from this little bakery that just opened. Boom. We have a date, but I had no idea about his love for horror Or he did like robotics, but then studied economics. Like I didn't know anything about how intellectually. So none of that was in his profile. None of it. Right. Right. And funny. All right. I'll go on a date tomorrow. (laughs) Right. And that's enough. Right. Like you don't need to know. I think like we'll talk about this later, but people don't trust. There's like a lack of trust when messaging on the apps. And I think a lot of it is warranted. Like there are definitely people out there who don't have great intentions aren't really there for the right reasons and whatever, just not taking you seriously. I love that you're just, you're like, okay, cute, funny, text normally enough seems fine. The big thing that I did not know, and you have no way of knowing this on a dating app, like it's just not possible without it being weird, is how much of a gentleman he is. Like dating etiquette, there's Mm -hmm. no way to communicate that on dating apps. And it's kind of hard if you want like a very classy date, but he's someone who opens the door every time. Follows the sidewalk rule. What's the sidewalk rule, just in case people don't know? The <laughs> sidewalk rule, which I just learned about the other month, is making sure that your date, typically the lady, isn't walking on the street side of the sidewalk. 
because it's like you're you're kind of protecting her from cars or right. traffic and it's just a really <laughs> wholesome thing to do where it's like it's so minor but then it makes such a difference when you're actually on a date with someone when they like open the door for you and you're like yeah hey, that's kind of nice but you can't yeah. say that on a dating app right you're right you can't say I want someone who'll open the door for me because like we're all yeah. so much more nuanced than oh treat me like a lady who are you who is the lady yeah exactly I love it okay so we were saying is to do a vibe check photo when it comes to the prompts like where if you're if you're saying too much or too little what can someone do like literally right now when they're listening like should they do like a quick kind of overview of their profile to see how much text is on there like if it's like a wall of text maybe edit <laughs> if you have a prompt that's more than like three lines cut it in half or just pick one thing a prompt right. that I like to tell people to use as a really good starter prompt is my simple pleasures or typical Sunday. It's so funny. I really don't like – those two are my least favorite. Jenny, oh my god. <laughs> no, tell me why I'm wrong. Tell her. <laughs> okay. So my simple pleasures and then just saying like a cup of coffee, boring. I like to like tomato, no. tomato. <laughs> but it's such an easy prompt to, like I said before, pick what you want to say about yourself and then apply it to a prompt. So my simple pleasures, finishing a book I started two years ago, that says something about you or simple pleasures, people watching, I don't know, you just like weird things about you. You're like, oh, I love peanut butter cookies. So like, right. one of my, one of my guy friends is on the apps right now. And he, one of his like prompts is about how much he loves raisins. And he says it's his most popular prompt because it's like a very polarizing food. But yes, to your point, being specific is really important. It helps you stand out. And I think, yeah, I don't like the simple pleasures one because I personally, maybe people just aren't doing it right. Like I never found anything to say. It's like your simple pleasures are a long walk on the beach and playing with your dog. Like, okay, I have a dog, but like there isn't much to go off. And then typical Sunday, it's like everyone's Sunday just starts to seem the same. Yeah. So that's why I didn't like those. So whenever I have clients who have those, I'm like, let's do something else because they're just so common. But I hear you. I respect what you're saying. Like, yes, if you if you can make it specific or a little funny or a little like whatever you're trying to attract. Like yeah. if my simple pleasures are planning a trip with spreadsheets, that's going to attract a person who also loves spreadsheets and planning things. And that's exactly what I got. Like my boyfriend. That's a win. <laughs> we both live in spreadsheets. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I hear what you're saying. If you can make it specific, go for it. Okay. So how can we get better at swiping? Because we've been talking about profiles, but what about what should we look for? What are some easy green flags where it's like, you know, where you're harding or liking on Hinge or swiping right on other apps? Honestly, I think what a lot of women who want a relationship need to hear is to not think that hard at all. All of my relationships that came off of apps and my clients who found someone, it's always the guy with a really mediocre profile. And they have mediocre profiles because they don't take a lot of pictures or they don't think too hard about it. But on a practical note, things to look out for, look at the actual content of the photos, right? So does he, he might not have the best photos, but is he with friends? That means he has friends. Is he playing with a dog? That means he's not like a psychopath. He knows how to interact <laughs> with animals. Is he traveling? He might have the basic like only the YouTube watchers can see this, but where he just poses and there's like the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> but that means he travels. So looking at the actual content of the photos, I would say can be really helpful. Not necessarily the quality of them. I love this tip. I think that makes so much sense. Like what are they doing? Where are they? Who are they with? Not like, what does their face look like? 
as much. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I definitely co-sign that advice. I think I also think a lot of guys just like don't know how to take good pictures. Like mm-hmm. girls like practice taking pictures and selfies all the time. I'm not speaking for everyone, but I know for me, it's kind of a turn off of a guy is like really good at taking selfies or pictures. I'm like, why are you staring at yourself so much? But then why are we doing it? <laughs> it's currently <Selfish> things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I do think that generally guys don't take as many pictures alone. It's not as much of a thing to like ask a guy friend to like take a solo pic of yeah. you doing something cute, like having your coffee on the beach or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I agree. I totally agree. What about prompts when we're swiping? What should we be looking for? What should we be looking for with prompts? (laughs) I would say what we should be more understanding of, because I used to be kind of turned off at this, but then I was like, wait, why? Is when guys have like very long or potentially like quote unquote cringy prompts, give them a chance. Oh, yeah. Well, back when I was like literally 19 years old, so it's like, eh, I would see prompts where a guy's like a long list of like, I love simple pleasures, lemon ginger tea, calling my mom, petting some dogs. I'm like, get over yourself. But in reality, it shows that he's trying, that he's putting effort into trying to find someone that vibes with him. Yeah. The apps like make us judgmental. It's like, it's really hard to step out of that mindset and into the like compassionate, empathetic, like, oh, they're trying mindset. It's like, talk to them first. And then if he's way too much over text too, maybe you're just not a match. Right. You have nothing to lose by matching and then texting a little bit. And then, okay, you don't go on a date because you realize that they're a little over the top. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Same with if he has very basic prompts. There are a few where I'm like, I wouldn't give him a chance anyway. Like my love language is physical touch because fuckboys tend to say that when they want to be touched. But if he says like typical Sunday with the boys, you don't know what he's doing. Right, right. It's like if, yeah, you need more information. Totally. So what to look for when you are matching is what I like to call pre-vetted facts about someone. So like, I don't know about your listeners or like you, but- my university is known for having a lot of marriages, like the Boston College marriages, people just tend to marry each other. And that's because the nature of going to this school means that you have a really rich internal world. There's like a lot of campus activities that mean that you have things in common. Same goes for like work. Let's say you're in a very lucrative career, like consultants, I feel like have the most interesting culture of working hard looking at things that are pre-vetted, like you cannot have gone to a certain university without being ambitious or intelligent or creative. You can't possibly be a teacher if you aren't right. good with kids. Looking at things that as far as guarantees are possible, guarantee certain character traits, look at those things. Or like religion, if you are a practicing, I don't know, Catholic or something, those are things that someone cannot control. And yeah, they can. there can be variety in what someone defines like, working as a consultant right look at those I hear what you're saying yeah I I definitely agree with you like I think a big thing for women is specifically is education and it's like okay someone with a master's degree or higher like that's not an accident that is not (laughs) yeah and yes I'm gonna say people can lie but I do like to give people the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. on apps like you just you can swipe right on someone talk with them and then make another assessment if they're lying or not you know, about all this stuff. Hopefully they're not. Most people don't. I don't think most people... People usually are normal. (laughs) Yeah. 
Right. Definitely normal. Most people are that. And you know what? Between Jenny and I, like the list people listening, we've dated a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> like really uh-huh. trust us because we've met more people than you probably. <laughs> how we got here. Yeah, we got here. That's how we got. That's why we're on this podcast. The worst thing that can happen realistically is they seem boring. Right. That's the worst thing. Yeah. And it's not too bad. It really is. Yeah, agree. Okay, so what is your take on if you're looking for a relationship, but in their bio section, they have their relationship intentions blank, or they don't know what they're looking for, or it's something ambiguous, like short relationship open to long or something weird. What do you think? Like if I'm looking for something serious, how do I deal with that? I think this has variation with age range. So if you're sub like 27, or 25, like whenever you're like, I am a solidified adult. If you're younger than that, I wouldn't read into what they're looking for unless they explicitly say casual. Mm -hmm. Most people in like your early mid twenties are like, I'm open to fall in love and to be in a relationship if we get along. But otherwise I'm not going to say no to someone just because they aren't looking for that. So I would say if you're younger than 27, that's like a number in my brain. Don't read into it. Because most people aren't quite sure because you don't want right. to make a promise that you can't necessarily keep like saying, I want a long-term relationship. Then we meet and it's like, we don't get along. Oopsie. Yeah. But if you're older than that, it's like, you should really be more intentional with your dating. So if they say like long-term open to short, you're in the clear. You might date. Them. If they say short-term open to long, maybe go on one date or have a conversation and see how deep they're willing to go in getting to yeah. know you. I like I like this like just give them a chance it, like match with them like like them or whatever and then see in the conversation if everything else in the profile looks great but they have don't know or it's blank just like them they probably just don't know and then they meet you they're like she's super cool she wants a relationship and also one of my biggest things for people who overthink dating as someone who used to do that is is this relevant yet like whether or not someone wants a relationship, that doesn't even matter if you meet them and you hate their voice. It doesn't even matter. I like to say like, what if they smell bad? Because that's just <laughs> an immediate like, whoa, 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 let me not take this too seriously yet. Like, what if they smell bad? Yeah. So it's like, is it relevant what they're looking for if you don't even get along? I love that. That is really, really good advice. I feel like that's a good benchmark of like if you're overthinking it, you're future tripping or you're like projecting the future. It's like, wait a minute, this isn't relevant yet. I love mm-hmm. that. That's such an easy, like quick thing to think and just yeah. keep in mind. Bumble Boy Grandma says, do not worry out of sequence. Ooh, love it. I love that. Like you don't yep. need to worry about if he wants kids or not yet. Maybe don't fall in love and then worry. Like you should, <laughs> yeah. Like you can worry later when it's time. Yeah, the first couple of dates or first interactions, you're just seeing if you vibe. That's it. What happens if a profile is kind of sparse, but you want to reach out? Like, what would you say to them? What are your, some of your favorite openers? All of the girlies with ADHD are going to relate to this. <laughs> if you're going about your day and like, like for example, I love this mug. It has like the art on it. Random specific question of like. Hey, have you ever had decaf coffee? Very specific. Or, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe this. I just saw the cutest dog. You're just like kind of plugging them into your day. It's like, yes. like what you're doing and thinking about right now. It's like, oh my God, I had the worst day at work. No, not <laughs> bad. Probably, probably not. Don't use that one for like, is there anything that really annoys you about your boss? <laughs> <laughs> just something. Some people yeah. like to bond like that. You know what? I won't yuck your yum. <laughs> yeah, right. 
right? I like the phrase plugging them into your day. If there's because that's also such an immediate vibe check of like if you're gonna date, they're gonna be a part of your day. Mm-hmm. Why not see if they fit right off the bat? And it's like a specific version of what's up. Nope, you're just telling them what's up right now. You're thinking about a dog that you just saw, so you're gonna say it to them. My mind is blown. You're basically just skipping the how are you or how's your day going, and you're just pretending as if you both asked that already, and you're just telling them the answer. <laughs> yeah, I love this tree that I just saw. Do you want to see a picture? <laughs> I love it. also like you have nothing to lose. It's kind of light. It's kind of like. Yes. And also it's on them for not having much in their profile. So if they want better openers, like fill out your profile, dude. <laughs> the quirky question about the song entrance. Right. In general, what can dating app users do to have more success when messaging with people they've matched with? Like, and I guess I define success as like they have a good conversation and it goes into date planning. Oh, actually, this is one of the main things I do on coaching calls. It's so fun. So start with the baseline, like foundational mindset when you're messaging someone is how do you want them to feel? It's mostly like male clients who struggle with this. I've seen the same for like women. You want your match to feel special and attractive and really cool. And you want it to be easy for them. So that's why you start with an opener relating to their profile. Because it's like, okay, this person probably is interested in skiing because they have a picture of it. They'll probably feel excited to talk about it. And then always with like every message, it's like playing chess instead of checkers, thinking a couple moves ahead of I'm going to start a conversation with something that easily transitions to a date. So if you're saying I just had the worst cup of coffee ever, I think they burnt the espresso. Boom, you can go on a coffee date in five messages. I love it. Oh, my God. You're like planting the seed early with the people I talk to, like my listeners. They're struggling with like when they're messaging guys getting to the first date, like getting off the apps. It's like, but I think when you have your approach of what can I just plant early on in the conversation, that will be a natural lead in into like, oh, I know a great place for uh, gin cocktails, like whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I like this. I like your approach of like setting them up for success, like setting the person that you're talking to up for success by talking about things they're clearly into because they put in their profile and asking questions, all that stuff. I love that. Like, how do you want to make them feel? But it sucks when the other person clearly isn't thinking like that. So what do you do when you are the only one showing up in the conversation? On to the next. Okay, yeah. If it depends on where you are in your dating stage. So a lot of my clients have never dated. So I would say just go on the date anyway, because you need to go on a date at some point to like tackle the fear. And if you want to develop a skill, you need to use it. But let's say like us two, where you've been on a million dates already, you already have a good sense of these things. I listened to your dating app podcast episode earlier, and you were like, there's no shame in ghosting someone on the app. If they're actively giving boring, bad energy, just ghost them because the date will probably be similar. But if they're just kind of okay, get to the date. If it's great, get to the date. Yeah, I think kind of okay is also it's like fine. If it's fine... Just go on the date. Yeah, I think the tricky part is also like when you're messaging with someone and if you find, like if you discover in the conversation a deal breaker, so you're actively talking, but then you realize like, oh, they're moving out of state next week and I can't do that. Like, you know, then you could be like, you know what, actually, like I appreciate chatting, but I don't think that this is going to be a good fit. And then you can like kind of unmatch and, and end the conversation closed loop, right? When you find a deal breaker, respectfully say, oh, shoot. Looks like this can't go anywhere. Good luck, though. 
Yeah, right. So you don't have to ghost every time if it's clearly not a fit. I think ghosting on the apps is okay. It is frustrating though. I think something that people have been running into recently that I've heard of is like, maybe it's a holiday since right now we're recording this in early December. It's like they're setting up a date on the app and then ghosting. What do you make of this? Oh my gosh. When I first heard about that, it was the other month where this girl came to me and she was like, it's happened multiple times where we have a date planned and then they ghost. What's helped is when you plan the date, because I'm always curious because I'm like, it's a case by case thing. Do you have a specific time and place that you're meeting? And then are you checking in either night before or like morning of, of, hey, are we still on just to save yourself time? Because I haven't really seen the ghosting thing happen when it's like, okay, so we're going to meet at this restaurant at this time. And then the night before you're like, hey, just checking in. Are we still good for brunch at this place? I feel like ghosting usually happens because people just forget. And you probably don't want to date someone who's not that intentional with their time anyway. Yeah, yeah. But if they'd never respond to your confirmation text. Don't go. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? No. It's never happened to me either. I think I've bailed on people where they confirmed with me and I said, oh, I'm actually, I can't anymore. But like, at least I'm telling them. I'm not, I never ghosted anyone that I had plans with. Yeah. So if you have concrete plans, it's hard to ghost. Like same with the messaging, which we were just talking about. When you ask specific questions or you show up with energy of like, let's get straight into each other's day. It's hard to ghost someone who's like, have you ever had a bad coffee from Starbucks? How do you ghost that? It's a, it, it warrants a response. Same right. with if you're like, we have reservations at this place or we are meeting right outside this comedy show at 8 p.m. How do you just not do that? Yeah. Especially if there's a reminder text beforehand of like, hey, just checking, does eight still work for you? I think also getting the numbers when you are planning a date is important, even though some people don't feel comfortable giving their number out before a date, which I totally get. But it is going to help you confirm because some people don't have notifications on or like they forget to check their app, whereas like the text like is more likely to reach them. So I think if you're planning a date, trade numbers or get their number at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least ideally you'll match with someone who remembers, hmm, I have a date with this person this afternoon. Let me open the app to double check. I know. It is it is ridiculous. I, I think part of it is the holiday stress and holiday like overwhelm people have, but it's yeah. still not acceptable. It's not good. Aside from this challenge, what are some other challenges you're seeing like right now with your clients and followers when, when they're using dating apps? The biggest, most common challenge that I've seen honestly, really consistently for the past year, but especially these days is people struggle with being attracted to their matches. A complaint that I get all the time when I do like Q and A's is I'm not attracted to anyone who's sending me likes, or I'm not attracted to people that I'm matching with, or they don't like match my ambition. Like they're just not into the people that they're getting on the apps. But I don't know if it's similar for your audience. I feel like it's a human struggle. Yeah, I think it's – well, um, yes. I think what I hear more is like they're not attracted to them after like two or three dates. So that it's like past app phase. But I do think what you're saying definitely comes up too. And my other thing is always like you're not probably not going to feel attracted to like a two-dimensional representation of someone. <laughs> like, yeah. like if you are feeling attracted to them, I'm sorry. It's probably in your head. It's probably a fantasy. It's probably something you're making up about this person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, because a lot of my content historically has been getting more options and being so sexy on the app because everyone wants you so bad. And so 
the issue tends to, or, okay, I'm sure you've had this phase on your like year of intense dating, because I've been there too, where one day you open the app, you see your likes or you see your stack and you're like, whoa, 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 this is not what I'm used to seeing. These people are like, just not what I would consider dating, which sounds superficial, but like, if you work for your life, you want someone who's done it too. I have a confession and that is, I think I never went out with any people who liked me first. I only went out with people I liked first. She's a so, <laughs> I Yeah. I, and I think it's really important for uh, women, especially to send out more likes. Um, I wanted to be the chooser, right? That's my whole thing. Like be the yeah. chooser. I'm like, I was not into like, I, I don't know. I also didn't like, like when I viewed my incoming likes, that to me, I didn't read that as a judgment of like, oh, Hinge thinks I'm this attractive. Like, I didn't care. It wasn't. Obviously, it people are gonna like you. I didn't say anything about me. It was just like, okay, people are using the app. <laughs> like that's really it. <laughs> people are on it. That's it. It's neutral. It's just like okay. And it wasn't like I was actively trying not to date people in my incoming likes. I just preferred to pick my own. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I've very rarely went out with someone that I liked first. I think it's a like subconscious thing of like you said, you want to be the chooser. Whereas I'm like, I want you to have picked me first. So that then right. I have you being a chooser more is like, I have this collection of likes, Ooh, what am I going to do with them? Right. But that meant that my strategy air quotes, because it sounds so silly, was more like, how can I train the algorithm to show me to people I want, which is yes. by sending likes, right? But then also take to call out people like, mentioning books or something they're gonna send me a like on that true and did he pay for hinge i never did oh you never did i've never paid for a dating app but also i think there's a study somewhere that's like 22 is the most like everyone wants to date like a 22 year old Yes. I actually heard it's like super tough for men when they're like 22. I'm like, that's it so kind tough. of, and it, but it kind of swaps, right? Like men in their late thirties and forties have it way easier than men in their early twenties. And then yeah. it switches like women have it harder in their late thirties. And then after 40, it's really difficult. So yes, it's, it is interesting how it does even out or like balance out at some point. But yeah, I hear what you're saying at 22, you're having a lot of incoming likes. <laughs> and I, I, I was on the apps. I mean, like Boston has so many people in my right. age range with my like standards. I'm right. Like, eh. Well, yeah, you're in a good location, right? It's like a lot of postgrad people hang out there. Boston's a pretty big city. Like mm-hmm. there's lots to do. I totally get it. And look, I was on dating websites because there were no apps when okay. I was 22. <laughs> I had an OkCupid online profile they have to like sign in on your phone web browser like on the computer i definitely experienced the same thing in new york city for sure so yeah. everyone's an option you have fun right so what are your suggestions for someone who has trouble gaining trust and confidence to actually meet someone on the apps if they're like really cautious and they've heard a lot of stories you know about mm-hmm. things that are going wrong lower the stakes i think is always the most useful piece of advice, not just for dating, but for life, to be honest, like if you want to start a project, just do it. But on a more practical note, what I find soothes anxiety is choose easy dates, like getting coffee. That's a public place. If, If you aren't into it, or if he ends up being creepy, one, you're in a public place in the daylight, so you're safe. It's fine. And two, so easy to end a coffee date early, just like chug your drink. 
like without mm-hmm. making it awkward. Cause obviously you can always just say, I'm going to go home now, but it's easy to end the day quickly without making it awkward by just like finishing your drink, your coffee, and then just go to put your coat on. Be like, right. well, this was cool. And that lowers the stakes of like, okay. And then the third thing. So one lower the stakes of the date in general, if you have anxiety about, is this person going to be good for me? Doesn't matter. You just got to meet them. And then set up a structure for it to be a safe date by meeting in the daylight somewhere in public with an easy out. And then thirdly, this is also a life skill. If you can develop a sense of trust within yourself, like trust your own judgment. You decided that this person is cute enough to match. So you don't have to worry about that. You decided that they're chill enough to meet in real life. You already thought about it. Trust your past self's judgment and just go. It'll be okay. I love that. I think, yeah, self-trust is help helps you in so many ways in dating and in life. And I think that by dating is a way you can develop self-trust, yeah. right? And having, even if they're boring experiences that are just uneventful, it's like, okay, water's fine. <laughs> you know? I'm home. It was neutral. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's fine. What do you hope to see more of in dating culture this year? And I'm going to ask you, what do you want to see less of? Let's start with what do you want to see more of? This year, I would love to see literally just people going on more dates. Like just in general. I don't care if they're dinner dates, multi-course meals, or if they're like going for a walk in the park. Just I want to see people going on dates in real life, like taking physical action in their dating lives because maybe this is residual from the COVID 2020 lockdown years. I feel like a lot of us, myself included the other year, have fallen into the habit of just staying home and just saying, I can do it all online anyway. Mm -hmm. So I would love dating culture to return to, let's just go on a date. Everything else, I'm like, it's a spectrum. Some people don't want anything serious. Others are looking for life partners. So that'll adjust what type of dates or how much you're talking before the date, you do you. But go on the date, do something. Yes, I love it. Okay, and what do you wanna see less of? I want to see less overthinking. This is so ironic, but I want to see people gamifying Hinge less. It's ironic, because obviously as dating coaches, we literally turn it into a game and like perfect strategies. But there's a reason we're doing it, it's because we already were out in the trenches learning. And what I've noticed in dating culture that I'd love to see less of this year is people like are self-sabotaging dating by thinking, okay, I should also try to come up with a strategy. Like you can't strategize something that you barely do. Mm, Right. If you haven't gone on dates, you don't even really know what the strategy needs to be. Yeah. And it's like, you haven't even matched with anyone. So you don't know what a profile you like looks like. They've never been on a date off a dating app, but then they try to strategize how to tell if it's going to be a good date. You don't know. I, I love it. I Yes. It's like, get real with yourself. Yes. <laughs> okay. So less overthinking and more going on dates in 2024. Absolutely. I have one listener question for you from my listeners. I would like to somehow state that I'm looking for a person who has at least some level of self-awareness, but I don't know how to write that. So it wouldn't sound cocky or too serious too soon. I'm thinking about Quote, I would love for you to have, or it would be amazing if you had experience in self-reflection, end quote. But I'm not sure if this is the right way. If you could give me some advice to that, I'd appreciate that a lot. That's a great question. Also, I love how she's demonstrating self-awareness by asking the question. Yes. So can you be like, I really would love for you to have self-awareness on your profile? 
it would sound cocky. Like she already knows, in my opinion, because it goes back to like, I don't know if you guys in your high school English classes learned show, don't tell. For sure. People know certain traits are valuable to them. Loyalty, communication, self-awareness. How do you demonstrate those things? Like does, to me, I love self-awareness too. To me, that looks like journaling. Like how, how do you become aware of the self? You communicate with yourself in a journal. So I would use a prompt that says, oh, I call this my dog whistle technique actually. Cause it's like someone who gets it will recognize it. A prompt like typical Sunday, in a <laughs> typical Sunday, gratitude list journaling followed by a week ahead plan. You have to be self-aware to plan your week ahead and self-aware in a positive way to be doing a gratitude list or perfect first date gratitude lists. Like what does self-awareness look like to you? Is it hobbies or is self-awareness like working on a new skill? I think to be an adult learning a new skill, I guess that's more mm-hmm. like ability, but saying like biggest risk I've ever taken signing up for adult ballet. That's what I just did. And it's like that demonstrates self-improvement. I love this. I love that you're like, if you're looking for it, demonstrate it. Because you're right, you can't on a dating profile be like, I'm looking for someone who is emotionally secure, self-aware. Yeah, what does it mean? But also, it's not going to attract, like with the marketing thing you were saying earlier, that's not going to attract your ideal quote unquote customer. Sorry, but like, or match in this case. You can treat them as a client. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I agree with what you're saying. I love the advice to this person who asked the question, show, don't tell. And then also when you're talking with someone after you've matched, then you can also keep seeing if they show signs that they're self-aware. Like you said earlier, you don't have to worry about that yet. Is that a problem yet? You know, like not necessarily. It doesn't even matter if you don't like their energy. (laughs) Same with um, people all the time I see both on literal hinge or in clients. They're like, I want someone who's a good communicator, hallmark of a good relationship. It's like good communication to me might be awful to you. True. Right. Yeah. I thought I was a great communicator in my first relationship. I was not. (laughs) (laughs) And then you develop in the partnership. Yeah. Self-awareness, solid trait, like introspection. Or is there a certain book that gave you like full awakening? And then you can be like, okay, I want someone who has read meditation. (laughs) They're like, what is it? the four agreements, like just what is the book that is self-awareness to you? Mention it. Love it. Great advice. All right. My last question for you is what is one thing listeners can do today to get higher quality incoming matches or incoming likes on apps? This is going to sound so Gen Z, like digital native, but one thing that you can do today to get higher quality matches by the end of the weekend. I don't know what day of the week you're listening to this on is. It's going to come out on a Friday. So perfect. Perfect. Over the course of this weekend, you will get these matches coming in. Use the apps how you're meant to use them. They're all algorithm-based. So send three to five likes that you're really excited about. Like your standards are 100% right now. Send three to five of those likes and then reply to messages. I don't know if your listeners do this, but like I think everyone, we're just also bad at replying to messages. When you reply to messages showing that you're actually an active user, the apps tend to reward you by sending you higher quality people. And then it's a beautiful snowball effect. And then if you have the self-awareness to want a relationship, you'll, you know, commit to someone who seems cool. Um, And then a quick hack that honestly, in my experience, works overnight for Hinge specifically. They have a standout section, which is just for anyone who doesn't know the profiles that the app thinks you would like the most. 
I think they literally say like outstanding content from users you most your type X like most of them out because I don't know why I'm not a software engineer for whatever reason it sends them into your normal stack a lot of times and then you can send like regular likes so just X out the standouts send some likes that you're really excited about and reply to messages love it right it's yeah so overnight cool. Yes, I agree. I, I have definitely found that the more you use the app, unfo- like, apps are still businesses. They want users. Yeah. They want active users. So like you will be rewarded if you are actively using it. And yes, Xing out the standouts definitely work for me too. It like basically tells Hinge like, you know, Hinge, these aren't good enough. Um, <laughs> you know, do better. Yeah, but it works. Yeah, yeah. So great tips. Jenny, this has been so informative. I love all of your practical things that you said that people can do literally today to get more matches and then also just have a better mindset around dating apps. Where can we find you? Where can we get more Jenny? Yes, I've I've loved this conversation too. I feel like we're both so practical with dating. For more Jenny, my handles are dating coach deal, D-I-E-H-L on Instagram and TikTok. I post on my Instagram stories all the time if you want my specific advice. It's one of my favorite things. And then if you want to, you're like, I am all in. I want to know how to gamify the apps, even though we said to stop doing that. I have a workshop that is expanding drastically by the time you're listening to this. The online dating crash course, which I don't know might be linked in the bio. I'll also link this in the show notes and stuff. So yeah, yeah perfect. So if you want my knowledge literally directly applied to your life, check out the online dating crash course, which now comes with my viral hinge hacks guide. So Xing out the standouts among other things that give you immediately more likes and whatnot. That is where you can work with me or DM me if you want to literally work one-on-one and chit chat. Love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and we'll catch you next time. All right, that was so insanely informative. If there's one thing I learned from Jenny in this episode, it's that the way to win on dating apps is keeping stakes low and having an open mind. I absolutely love what she said about not worrying about things that don't matter yet, which I think we all fall into the trap of doing when using dating apps. Listen, if you try any of these tips this weekend, please reach out to me and let me know how it goes and if they actually worked. You can slide into my DMs anytime with your dating updates and questions at dating.intentionally on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. I'd love it if you share this episode with someone who's navigating dating and might need a little help with dating apps or inspiration to re-download them again. If any of these episodes have helped you in your journey, you can help me by leaving a stunning review on Apple or giving Dating Intentionally five stars on Spotify. I'd really appreciate it. Once again, I'm Talia. This has been Dating Intentionally, and I'll catch you next time.